men have said to me, like, you know, I make the plan, I make the date. She, she wants me to make the plan. She makes the date. She wants to be more romantic, right? And I make an effort. And I do all this, right? And I go, so it's a fun evening. Yeah, but I didn't feel like Italian food. It's no accident that sounds like you're leveling up in a video game. 48% of 18 to 29-year-olds have an online dating profile. Make them work for it. 45% of people say they're more frustrated with this form of dating than hopeful. There are so many people you can connect with. Should I swipe right? Swipe wrong! Swipe wrong! Setting the record straight on dating apps. Everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world with your host, Chaos. Well, I know he had a good time. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course, good night. Welcome to the Swipe Wrong Podcast. I am your host, I'm Chaos. All right, look, that's just kind of a play on my last name. All right, it, it's K-O-S-S, Chaos. Okay, all right, just so people like, I'm not that crazy, insane. Well, I mean, all right, so that may not be true, too. So welcome to the number one podcast amongst people who think sex should be a sport. Because I tell you, chess, if chess is considered a sport and if golf is considered a sport and sex doesn't have any classification of a sport, what? What? Really? What? Come on, I get intimacy and all that stuff, but it's very sporting, very sporting. Uh, how's everybody doing today? Hopefully you're outstanding and hopefully you've enjoyed the shows so far. Like, follow, subscribe, make sure you tell friends, let people know what's going on. So here is the part where I feel like this is a part of the responsibility of maybe or, or the help that we're trying to give. We're even working on a book for for goodness sake. I've, I can't remember the last time I said goodness sake. I feel like my grandma was just talking to me or something, rest her soul. Um, but like because of the things that we've learned and the things that we've gone through, we have a few episodes coming up to where we're just trying to like, all right, maybe some of this information will be good. I was lucky. I'm super lucky. I have this really, really big personality, big personality. Uh, I don't know where it came from. I don't know what happened. Um, but the, this is actually tamed down than what you might see if you meet me in person. Um, and uh, uh, lucky enough to be a part of the uh, Frank Talk Summit uh, and be somebody who could uh, could 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 host that with some really amazing people. So so what Jay and I thought would be a good idea and kind enough for some of the hosts and the the the, the much smarter people uh, than myself. Uh, to to have them come on and, and uh, share some of their insights uh, and some of their uh, some of the things that they've learned, their coaches, their dating coaches, their life coaches. Uh, today, actually, in this episode, uh, we have uh, Andre uh, Andre Paradis, uh, who uh, is uh, Project Equinox is where you can find him at. Um, but he's like full service. He's even a minister. Like he will from start to finish. Like he. Um, you know, he's got some interesting takes. He's got some some perspective that not everybody is on board with. But what I learned as as uh, I kind of 
uh, went through some time with with him and the other people is there is plenty of people who uh, he speaks uh, and, and I guess he speaks to like, they're like, oh yes, this makes perfect sense. And I get it. Like, I totally understand it. So what I wanted to do was have a conversation with him uh, just about what he does, some of his perspective and hopefully get it to cascade uh, to you guys on the show to where, you know, as you're out there dating and as you're doing some of this, that, that maybe it will, um, it will benefit you and you'll, you'll, you'll like some aha moments. Um, and he's, he's gracious enough. Uh, he actually uh, has an offer uh, that he puts out for everybody uh, for free, uh, uh, like his book for free and, and a couple other things for free as well. Uh, so uh, just, th- this is a bit of a, of a, of a different episode. We have a couple of these coming up that are like this, but, but Andre Parody project Equinox. Um, hopefully this is something that, that you can catch either on the YouTube channel or through the podcast feed uh, that you guys like and you enjoy. And, uh, and, uh, uh, either way that time for time for me to to get away and and let the show oh 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 i know what i've been missing you know what you got to do you gotta sit back relax put your feet up grab your popcorn uh and uh you know put butter on it or caramel on it whatever it is that you want to put on it and for the love of everything goodness if you're in traffic please don't hit that person next to you and enjoy andre from project equinox Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions or any entities they represent. This podcast is about dating experiences. It is not to say one dating app is better or worse than another. What I learned about you is you don't just do one thing. You have like seven things like what you marry people, you get people together. Like, yeah. like I understand like uh, Golden Corral is a full service place, but you are definitely a full service <laughs> place, right? Well, I guess to a degree. I mean, like it's, it's, it's funny because it started years ago. I had, you know, my I've been my business kind of grew exponentially through my friends. And so at one point, you know, I'm at the gym five days a week. So my, 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 my network becomes the gym and they all know me. And they, you know, often people will say, you're always talking. I'm like, I know because people come at me. They're like, you know, <laughs> helping my girlfriend. What's up with this guy? Like, it's like they come at me. And so uh, people watching are like, you're always talking. I'm like, it's not my fault. <laughs> like, they all know me, right? I, 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 you know, my gym is huge. So, sure. Sure. You know, I end up being there for two, two, two and a half hours sometimes because half the time I'm being interrupted. So all good because it becomes, right. it's a network and actually get clients from that. And so this was years ago, years and years ago. I was at Gold's Gym in North Hollywood. I'm not there, nowhere near there anymore. But that was yeah, my, my grounding place for when I had my other business. It was two minutes from, anyway. So I went to Gold's at lunchtime every day. And I'd be, that was my network then. And so... There's a young guy, Latino guy, Carlos, who like the, we're all friends, we're all pals, we're all like, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, because we see each other almost every day. So Carlos is when they, it's the same thing, they all knew what I did. So blah 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 blah. So how about brothers would help me with that? How come she's always like this? Why does she take everything personally? How come she's like, you know, totally fine one minute and completely crazy the next? Like, I don't understand. I, I do exactly what she wants me to do, she's even more mad. What the hell, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> the guys are challenged with and then the girls got wind of it so now the girls anyway so yeah carlos was one that was probably in the beginning of all of this with my my this anyway this sort of networking place and 
developing my business and got himself a cute little girlfriend. And then, of course, because it's natural, there was issues and problems and stuff that they were colliding with. And he says, can you help us? I'm like, well, yeah. You know, so we became a client. And uh, it was little stuff, right? She didn't understand that he wanted to keep his own money or had like have his own savings, savings account and she could have her own savings account. She had a problem with that, right? Simple hmm. stuff like this, logistical stuff, where she just thought that, that was shady. I'm like, I have nine accounts, right. like between me and my wife. You know what I mean? Like we both have right. checking, we both have savings. I have account for cars. I have an account for vacation. I have account for emergencies. I have, I have nine accounts. Right. So oh, she's got all big eyes. I'm like, so like you know, and you can have your own savings. Like you can have your own savings for the stuff that you want to save for, the money you make, right? That you got the pot that goes for the community. And anyway, so all so. That was one of the things I remember helping them with, like the logistical. And she just had a real problem. Like he's trying to hide money from me or he's trying to hide something from me, right? To the feminine, sure. anything hidden is always a threat of what's he th- thinking, what's he doing, where's he going, what's up with that, what's he planning on, is it away from me, is it that, 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 and the brain goes, whoa, right. this, is why you, this is why you can leave the house and she's happy, you come back at the end of the day, she's not talking to you, but she did all this by herself. Is that when you kind of realize that you could help both masculine and feminine. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I now know I've been doing this long enough that I know how we trigger them and I know how they trigger us. And I know that we don't know that we're doing it when we're doing it because our action to them seems odd, curious, different, disconnected, cold, shallow, self-centered, right? Like, so to them, that's yeah. like, they get all their feelings hurt and but we're, we operate in a way that, we don't operate through our feelings. We're logical and linear. We get what needs to be done and we lock it in and we go, what? You know, just, right? And then we give them advice the way we give advice to each other as men. Can you just stop and do one thing at a time? Can you finish something before you start something else? That's making right. you crazy. And it's making me crazy because you complain about, right? And they, they can't do one thing at a time. Like they can't, they're multitaskers, they're gatherer, right? Hunter okay. gatherer, we're still sure. driving us. So when you understand Okay, this is what she's driven, and so I come in between and I explain man to women, women to man, and it's kind of fun because I, I tell them I. That's the way I see it. I ha- I have the owner's manual on both sides. Okay, which one do you want? Which one do you want? Well, bro, oh, I gotta be yeah. so like I yeah. have I have them and I have, I have questions and I and I'll, I'll get some of those. But when I did <laughs> when I when I was when we were getting ready for uh, the summit, I definitely yeah. absorbed a lot of your content. You yeah oh yeah oh yeah like i did i like I'm, I'm, cu- I'm curious i want to hear some of that stuff well, know- well it, they brought up questions so like like we let's be honest we weren't sure how many people were going to show up we didn't sure how many questions we'd have sure. so i wanted to make sure. sure that i had had everything there in like and uh by the way by the way you did a great freaking job with oh you did a, we really worked it out like seriously you let us you you collect and it was really really awesome uh, you guys were great to work with. You guys made it easy, man. So thank you for being you. That's for sure. And that, and the, the, you know, question I'll get to at the end is is kind of yeah. fun. I'm sure we'll have a good time. But <laughs> um, so like you, there there was a comment you made, and and I maybe it's a podcast. I don't know. Maybe but five things that men need to commit. I I wanted to ask you what are the five? Like you talked about the five things that men need to commit. Does yeah, this sound so familiar? They, okay. No, no, I'm very familiar with this section. Okay. Document. When people are clients of mine, this is one of their documents, ladies, right? Like, because women have no idea what makes a man commit. And, and, and we don't even know how to explain. No, no, no. Like, this, like... Is why, this is why I was confused because the guy cannot say, why do I want to commit to her? Like, 
Yeah, right? I, I turn it into a joke. I always say the best thing about commitment is the first syllable, but that's just my joke. Like I, I don't. <laughs> 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 Thank you. You go. You can use that one, bro. You can use that with your clients. You're like, hey, I was talking to this crazy guy yeah. on the Swipe Wrong podcast. Is what we said. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna use this. This is what guys say sometimes. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. So one time at band camp. (laughs) So, so yeah, this, so I decoded, you know, like the, the working with men. And again, it's interesting because men and women don't understand that. Men don't understand either. It's fascinating to be my business and watch things unfold, develop, how things turn out, how people think they communicate with or not, though they communicate in in, in the non-communication. It's amazing. It's really amazing. The human sure. condition to me makes my head crack. I love it. I love it. I mm-hmm. dissect it. I take it apart in little bits. And so that's how I could break it down. And all my, you know, I, I've tr- I'm trained by five masters in the field. So I, I'm standing on the shoulders of these people who've done work before me that I learned from and then my own on top of this. So it's fun because I could actually help the dynamic of relationship, men, women, and all of that, the communication communication part all the way down to the things that we don't understand in, in, an, in, a, in an anthropology way, in a psychology way, in a chemistry way, in a uh, human behavior way, right? And in a nature, because everything I teach is nature in a scientific way. So everything I teach is not even my opinion. It's science and nature plus chemistry, psychology, you know, and, and anthropology. So everything is dissectable in different angles with these people that I train under. So, and they all come together on the other side. So each of them had a, a kind of specific kind of linear in study into the human condition. But when you study deep into all each separate, the way I did it, which is just, I didn't plan for it. It just kind of came to, it all connected together above all of it, if that makes sense. No, sure. You know, so like bring it. I could, you know, bring well, it. I could break it down for you and explain yeah, to you. Yeah. I mean, well, so down. what are the five things? Like for, well, the, for five things listen, came, the five things. Bro- if I broke them down really quickly, is again, and they, they, they go kind of one at a time. Like there's a first one, there's a second one as the relationship kind of deepens. Okay. Because it takes an entire year. Nobody knows this. So it takes an entire year to know the person that you're with. Okay. 12 months minimum. There's like cycles of building a relationship that we think we're all individuals and independent. And, you know, we, we just sort of, everybody bounce around the way they bounce around. Well, like nature has, we have days, we have weeks, we have months, we have seasons, right? Believe it or not, the building of a relationship has four seasons. Okay. <laughs> very, very specific. And we don't, if you pay attention, there, there it is, there it is, there, and it's always the same. So, Part of the four seasons, like the the connection and the the commitment comes slowly and different steps for men getting there. So there was one quote that you had that I loved and uh, it might've been when you're on Tamara, I'm not sure, but nothing is random. I, I think that yeah. is, that is so dead nothing on. Nothing is like, random. Nothing yeah. is random. Uh, yeah. Everything happens for some, like, like life happens for us, not to us. Nothing yeah. is random. Things like that can totally come through. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, like uh, a couple people would talk about the unlock code or the cheat code, but I think, uh, you know, the, the things that men need to commit, that's, that's a cheat code in itself. Yeah. So, yeah. And this is the stuff, this is, this is sort of an internal, what do we call it? This is how internally men 
process. It's not really a thought process. I'm gonna I'm gonna use a phrase that men kind of finally put together because you have to dig into men and they go, ah, we'll put words to it. What what is the damn words that come with that feeling, right? Or that sort of why is she a yes as opposed to a no? Because right. that's really what it is. Men are very binary, right? And when it comes to women and dating, especially, but we're binary with everything, it's a yes or a no. She says yes or no. So, you, right. you know, you go out with a girl and you're like, so they go, ah, she's all right, but that's a no. Right. <laughs> she's right. lovely, but she was painting my ass. She was lovely, but she interrupted me 1,600 times. She's, you know, she was great. She was pretty. She smelled amazing. I thought she was awesome. And then, you know, she started like interviewing me and I didn't get a freaking word in. And I don't know who she is, right? She never stopped talking, like whatever it is. So that's a no, that's a no, that's a no. So men just go, like they, they they really step in more or they step out. Okay. So so these questions, these answers I'm giving you are not things that it's it's kind of putting words to how they experience, you know. Oh yeah, this is sure. a yes. This is a yes, this is a yes, this is a yes. So the first thing typically in the beginning of a relationship as it's starting to look like it's in the beginning means you know each other. And it's, you know, the first three months, I talked about the four seasons, the first three months of relationships, we call it the, 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 the perfect, you know, perfect, uh, the perfect season. It's where everybody pays, you know, beautifully, nothing bothers anybody, nobody is, you know, you can't do any wrong, it's all about the chemistry of it and getting to know each other, it's all butterflies and rainbows, right, it's all, it's the, the honeymoon phase, that right. lasts three months. That lasts three months. If you see each other once or twice a week, it lasts three months. Okay. Because the only variable here is how often you see each other. If you see each other four or five times a week, like one of my clients was just doing, that moves the scale a little faster. Not that much, by the way, which is interesting. Okay. So first three months, right? So as this three months kind of completes, and then this there's continues in the second the, the second phase is between six uh, three and six months, it becomes the imperfect phase. This is when people get real, right? That like you, you, you actually like, get to experience a little bit more of who that person is. And what I mean by that is they start doing things they didn't do before. They kind of loosen up the, the reins, right? They, they, they don't have that perfect thing on. We're try, all trying to hide our flaws and bring forth our qualities. It's so silly because sure, it's sure. just it's such a game, but it's it's instinctual. We do all, all of it. Right. I, I had a client who said to me <laughs> in the imperfect phase of her getting to know her boyfriend she's like so um he started burping the alphabet and he thinks it's really funny <laughs> and the look on her face like like well that's kind of new i'm like welcome to this is who you're dating like he, he's showing you he's starting to put down the facade and show right and she's all like okay all right all right, let's see what else is going to come next. And we got to be ready for more. He's, he's going to let go and become himself. We can't all pretend, right? Right, and my, right. my favorite is a dude said to me, he goes, dude, what the, what the, dude, yeah. she takes a shit with the door open now. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and he was a whole new level of intimacy. That. That's a whole new That's level of intimacy. Right? People chill, right? So yeah. in the imperfect phase, right? is when you kind of start watching and calibrating things. So between one and two, the first question men will ask himself, again, it's not really a phrase, it's sort of like, hmm, it's like, 
is she easy and fun to be with? That's in the 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 the, the, the yeah. beginning phase of it, right? Is she easy and fun to be with? Because as you know, men, we like things simple. We, yeah. we want peace in our relationship. We don't want conflict. We don't want crap, right? We want peace and harmony. We want, so if it's not, she's not fun and easy, she's a pain in the ass from the get-go. Like I said, on the first date, that happens sometimes. On the first date. Right. You know, they'll go like this. <laughs> this is the guy, like, this is the girl across from them. <laughs> like, like, go ahead, say the wrong thing. Go, go ahead. Sure. Go, go ahead. Yeah. I right? just wait. Like, he's like, what the hell? Like, this is yeah. fun and peaceful and harmonious. This is, this is attitude quality in my life. She's got an attitude. Yeah. And sometimes the attitude is like they've been, they hate, da- they hate dating. Ladies, if you're listening, like, to hate dating is this is how you destroy everything. Like, if, if you already have negative energy yeah. with the guy that you just met the first time, where the hell do you think he's going to go? Yeah, there's a he's looking for fun. He's looking for yeah. fun and like easiness. Yeah. You have an attitude. You wait for him to say the wrong thing. You hate dating, right? He's yeah. not exactly as tall as you thought he was. Who Right? Yeah, so sure. that's what I'm saying. So so first stage of a man committing is it's easy fun to be with. And it's more fun to be with her than then I want more of her, right? It's, it's, right. it's easy. So right. phase one. Uh, not this one. I keep pulling the same document. All right. Number two, as the relationship progresses, and this happens rather quickly too in the interaction with with each other, is again, it's not a complete thought process. It's a pulling at him. It's a, a version of do I feel more like a man when I'm with her? Okay. Do I feel more like a man when I'm with her? Again, it's implied. And what that means is, is she condescending? Is she disrespectful? Right? Does she tell me what to do? Is she mothering me? Are you going to wear that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, does, that yeah. takes your balls off, right? That takes your balls off. A woman is not supposed to drive you and certainly not guide you and teach you and, and correct you like your mother. Right. Now, a lot of women in our world who are strong, independent, powerful, right, have this sort of pace of speaking, talking, guiding and being corrective with everybody. Have you noticed that? You yeah, want to correct yeah. everything, right? Yeah. Well, if you're going to be Someone. with a man, you can't you can't be his mother because every time you correct him, tell him what to do, right, or whatever, it's disrespectful. So that takes his balls off. So right. do I feel more like a man? Is, is she cool? Does she, you know, is she allowed me to lead, you know, and, and, and take an adventure the way I want to? It's like, can we communicate and she's respectful and the negotiation as opposed to hell that we're not doing that what right. are you thinking right except simple stuff like this but you know the way we experience women sometimes they don't even know right and the radar is do i feel that does she allow me to be a man with her which makes me feel more like a man gotcha. so i want to provide i want to protect i want to cherish her i want to give but some women are so tough that they won't let men provide for them they yeah. want to even out the score. That's disrespectful to masculinity. Like, and they can't feel like a man with her. She gotcha. can't see even, even out the score, right? That's part of our, our culture, the 50-50 in our culture that doesn't really work. It okay. doesn't work. 50-50 in that way does not work. It neutralizes men's hero energy. Well, that's what you talk about, too, with uh, equality being the kiss of death, right? It is. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Now, in business, it's fantastic. With your friends, it'll be irritating, but it won't break the deal. But with relationship 50-50, when you depolar- depolarize the masculine and feminine magnet, 
everything in nature is polarized. Everything that works expands and flourishes is polarized. There's right. a yin and yang. There's a yin and yang to everything. Right. And we think by you know like equalizing men and women is if you know even out evening out the playing fields makes a more fair playing field. I mean, I get it on paper. It sounds like wow, that's a great idea, right? Like like soften the men, empower the women. Playing fields are even. It's going to work, and it right. does for business. It actually works for business. In relationship, bye bye. You're going to be a client of mine, or you're going to find yourself in divorce court because that's not how it works. This is in this is act backwards of what na- nature does naturally. Okay. You don't even there's nothing in nature that is equal. The the female and the male are never the same. They don't have the same role. They have, they don't have the same purpose. Like they complement each other. They don't equalize each other they don't they're not they don't do the same thing and, and nowhere in every species that's the only way the species continues yin yang masculine yeah. feminine right right this well, the sure. way i said to be crass you know i'm already so you can handle it and i'm sure you, <laughs> the audience can handle it. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like yeah. we're as equal as the genitals yeah yeah ha not at all complete opposite but get guess what made the fit Right. Everything right. about us is in opposition and made to fit. Men are not women. Men don't talk like women. Men will never talk like women. They will never be sensitive like women. They will never be vulnerable like your girlfriend. They don't talk to, to you for hours. Right. You, I, you, I know you'd like them to be a lot more fun and comfortable and freaking possible. That is not nature. And the guy who does that, you don't like him. He's just a wet noodle. Right. <laughs> so nothing about him makes you feel safe. So what men do instinctively, naturally, and women are in complete opposition. And so try to even out men and women, it's a kiss of death. You want the magnet. You want the magnet. You want the complementary. I'm just saying, I could do this all day long, well, right? So, no, but so that leads to your other, like, again, I've heard it, and I think you even sent it, like yeah. the push-pull. Why, I mean, how does the, the push-pull relationships? That's it. Push-pull relationship is, and there's a bunch of reasons for this, but there's a push-pull when she wants to lead and he wants to lead. Right now we're now we're pushing on each other. Now we're having a fight. You know what I mean? So right. They and if he doesn't want to lead, then she wants him to lead. Right now we're falling apart, and this, the whole thing goes flat. And now she's frustrated, and he's lame, and he doesn't make any decision. And how come he can't take charge? And he just right. right. <laughs> there's also right. a push. There's also a push pull in in a uh, in, the, in the attachment style. Right. We talked about the three attachment style: anxious. Anxious, avoidant, and secure. Mm-hmm. People who've had bad, I mean, bad uh, childhood or poor moral modeling in parenting or parents that did not bond with them or were not secure that they were loved and cherished as children grew up to be anxious in relationship and or avoidant. The people who okay. were secure had good role modeling, good parents. They felt love at all times. They could make mistakes and the parents still loved them. They knew this. They could be humans. And mess up and still be okay and, and not feel like, you know, they're failures and they need to be rejected, right? But people right. who are anxious and avoidant really kind of so the anxious people are afraid, get this. The the anxious people are afraid to be dropped. They're codependent, but they're afraid. So they're afraid that they get in a relationship and they're gonna be abandoned. Right. Right? right, so that's the sure. that's the anxiety they bring to, which actually will make the relationship fail eventually, because the anxiety is not <laughs> peace. Right, no, I'll take over. Avoiding people, avoiding people, are people who are afraid to get sucked in and lose themselves in the relationship. Right. Again, it's that attachment style that is broken, you know, in childhood, afraid to lose yourself, afraid to be abandoned. 
Now, get this. It's interesting. Of, of typically, uh, afraid to lose yourself as a masculine. Men don't want to lose their freedom. Okay. But they don't actually don't understand the freedom of relationships. So that's a whole different topic. But but that's like the gist of it. Like the feeling is that I don't want to lose myself in this relationship. I don't want to lose my freedom. I don't want to lose, you know, I don't want to change things. I want to be dependent and responsible for her feelings. Right. So that's typically masculine. There are a lot of women who are uh, masculine. I mean, like entrepreneur women, go girl, boss babe, also go, you know, I don't want a boyfriend because I'm so busy. I don't want to be distracted. So, right. So, Avoidant it comes from there, which is masculine. Anxious, um, anxious, afraid to be abandoned, which is usually feminine. Women are afraid to be abandoned, like sure. on, on on a cave woman level, right? Like uh, anthropological level, a woman being abandoned back in caveman era is pretty much dead. If she's alone in the field, she's going to get eaten by the bear or being you know attacked and raped and taken to the other tribe. And do you know what I mean? She's dead. So. Women need a man to feel safe and or a community, women, other women in the, in the tribe, but to be abandoned by the man who's supposed to love and protect her, mm. there's literally a, like a, a feeling of death, right? Yeah, so see. you see it? It's, it's interesting. Yeah. So this that's yeah. another way people push and pull on each other depending on their yeah. past, which can all to- which could totally be cleaned up, by the way. Yeah. Very easy to Well, clean. it sounds like that's probably a lot of work that, that you have going on with your clients, yes. huh? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like people go, is that really possible? Yeah, hell yes. Bring yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Yeah. Like seriously, you want to be liberated, you want to be free, you don't want to stop being anxious and trying to stop this pull, pull, you know, pull in, pull out, make make the partner crazy, and eventually they go, get the hell away from me. Make up right. my damn mind. Right. Like because right. people who are secure won't dance with that for a second. And the other two, you'll make yourself great. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. for the quality of life, clean that shit up. Yeah, yeah. It's on you. Anxiety going around. All right, so. Well, I was going to say, well, yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah well, we have so, two more or something, I think. Not, yeah, we have three more. So three more. more. Sorry, my apologies. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Number three, huge. This one is huge, huge, big H, big U, big G, big G, huge. <laughs> and you'll relate to it right away, right? This is like as I'm stepping in, like I'm stepping in, I'm stepping, I step in. Like uh-huh. this is like this is working, this is working now. So it keeps getting thicker and thicker. But number three is, does she get me? Okay. You feel it? Does yeah. she get me? Right? Does she sure. get me? Like get this. I I'm a car guy. I'm a car guy. I'm a I'm an artist. I'm a coach, and I'm a freaking car guy. That comes from my family, and I got it from my brothers, this my brothers and my dad. So I collect cars. I have old cars. I get, right? So one of my favorite things to do <laughs> on the weekend is get in my sports wagon, pull my tools in the back, and go to the junkyard. <laughs> now in California, right, where these junkyards, you get yeah. eight, eight, eight acres of car just junk. You pay $2 to go in, and you go take whatever part you need from the car that is the part that you need from. Right. Now, eight acres of land of junk of metal that are somewhat organized per brand, but not really. <laughs> so it becomes, <laughs> totally. it becomes a hunting ground, right? Like every hunter instinct that I have to find the car that I need and then and the car part that I need on that car 
is the part that typically fails on that car. So I have to be the first one to get to that car because the other guy who has that car wants the same part that I want, right? So there's a kind of a hunter, like, dum, 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 dum. Right. I'm going from road to road to road trying to identify, pick up the car, get. So it's this excitement, this hunting. Sure. It triggers, it triggers my, my dopamine. It's fun. You know, I love the sun. So I'm in the sun and the metals, the, the smell of gas and oil. I freaking love yeah. it. Yeah, I freaking love it. I was born under a car, right? So the <laughs> smell of gas and oil, like just in that, my shoes are filthy. I come out looking as black as this. Like I'm just, <laughs> I, I look like a home, homeless guy when I when I get out of there. I look like a homeless guy. It's hysterical. And nice. I'm sitting there. I sit next to the roach coach with my burrito, right? And I look like a homeless guy. <laughs> Put in work, bro. I seriously. But I'm telling you, it makes me happy. It just it just yeah. connects with all the senses of me and the, all that instinct and the, the finding that part and having fun doing it and you know being yeah. around the smell of this stuff and the other guys. To my wife, it's absolutely insane. <laughs> For she, sure, like, she's a ballerina. She's classy. She's beautiful. She's elegant. Right. Right. She's a, she's a high heel girl. Right. Right. But if so. A lot of women, does she get me is that a lot of women don't understand what drives their man because after work, our hobbies is what connects us back to ourselves. And that's important. So like women sometimes make the mistake of like, that's so stupid. Why do you do that? And try right. to pull him away from the stuff that crank his crank him, right? Kind of to, back to his core, back to his soul, back to the love, whether he's collecting stamps, which some guys love that shit, right? Or sure, coins. Sure. Whatever, yeah. going to the junkyard or whatever. He likes hiking. Let him freaking hike, right. right? Let him rock climb. Like these things that you think are dangerous and stupid. Like if you take away his hobbies, the thing that makes him tick, he will not marry you. He will not commit. You are yeah. become, you're going to be his enemy. He's going to have to fight for himself to be himself within all this. My wife doesn't have to get that I love the junkyard. She just gets that I love the junkyard. She doesn't, yeah. have, to, she doesn't have to understand it. She's like, sure. and sometimes she'll go, like she'll see me stressed out or wigged out a really rough week or long whatever she's like so um how about you go to the junkyard tomorrow because <laughs> <laughs> she knows i come back like i've, I've been rolling in shit like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, like a pig a pig and shit it makes me happy right and i come out and I look what i found i got it i got it i finally got it that little you know you know like the little host part that i needed for the whatever right and she's like right. we're good for you right she's so to get yeah man, good for you yeah that's great that's right on. She, didn't, she didn't have to mean it right right she's happy you're happy but she doesn't get why i get it she gets she gets what works for me whatever it is right? that's so cool if you don't get the man and if you think what he does to recharge to get the juice back in his life to kind of really outside of work like this is our, our hobbies whatever it is like turn to his crank do not take it away from him because he will get away from you Right. This is okay. loses his attention. So that's number three. Right. Number four. <laughs> now this comes into, we're into the, the, the so perfect phase first three months and perfect phase the second three months. The three to six, the, the six to nine months is um, the negotiating phase. This okay. is where we start. We're in enough, right? We're not perfect, and we know each other's corks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He burps he the alphabet. The alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she shits with the door open. Whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know I mean? and, uh, you see things that you never saw before, and all that right. jazz. But nothing is a deal breaker. It's interesting because it takes them nine months 
to find out if you have deal breakers in relationship. It's interesting. We could pretend and put it on and hide it till about nine months. And then, you know, the guy who you thought was really fun turns out he's a drunk. Yeah. It takes that long to get there. Yeah. And now if that's the deal breaker, then this is when it stops. Like, so think of how many relationships I'm talking to the listeners and maybe you as well ended at nine months. Because at nine months, if there's a deal breaker, it's either there's a deal breaker or you actually realize that you're not in sync, that you want a different future. So there's a place where you can't see the future of that person. It takes nine months to go, hmm, I think this could work or this is never going to work. This is not going to work. I could see it. I'm not sure that they, we're not congruent. We're not compatible. Right? We want different things. He's fun, but he's way too much fun. He wants to party much more than he wants to take things seriously. He doesn't, you know, he's not going to be able to provide the light, right? whatever. It's interesting. So right. by the time you get to nine months and then also the future for both, it's interesting so for both that you could look. Now there's no deal breaker and you can look at the future with, because from nine to 12 months is we call the, the, uh, the commitment phase. This is where you actually see, hmm, this could work. This looks like this could work, sure. which is interesting, which comes number four. He's going to ask himself, can I provide for her? Yeah. Right? Can I can I take her on? Because we know, you know this, that if you commit to a woman, this you take on you take her on. Right. That means that you right. have to, you know, you have to adjust your life to it. You have to, you know, now she's integral and integral integral in what's that word? Integral. In, I got you. Thank you. You got integral it. You got part it. of your life and the dynamic. So you think of you and her, right? It's not just you anymore. It's you, you and her, right? Yeah. And, and now you have a future kind of, can I provide for her? Like, can I really keep her in a lifestyle that she's used to that I want to provide? Right. But for some men, they'll stall there because they're not really making the money, you know, to do this. And that often will stall. And some women are understanding because men will say this, this all the time. I'm not ready. Yeah, I'm sure. not ready to marry you. I'm not ready for... You know, the big one. I'm not ready to get engaged. And women take that like, well, we love each other. He goes, yeah, I love you. And I'm not ready. Like, right. I have this mechanical, this system, this logistical way. I need me to be more here financially or yeah. if with my career so that I can know that I'm able to take care of you. Right. Because it's my job. And I want to take care of you. I will take care of you. I'm not ready. And if I'm not ready, it's going to be a hell of a struggle for both of us. I don't want that. And yeah. that's his masculine leadership again. So that's a huge question, right? As we step in. And the very last one, number four. All right. Typically, this is actually, if it's a man, right? This I told you that my world is distinction, boys, guys, and men. Sure. Right? That doesn't apply to all three types. That applies to the man who want to build. Just saying. That's a whole different conversation. But these are the questions that men kind of, yes, you have to be a yes on each one of them for them to commit. So the last one, drum roll. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Can I make her happy? Uh, I like really? that one. Yeah. It's, it's fact, right? Like if, and it, how many times, you know, how many times I hear the story? Like she wants me more like this. I mean, she wants me more like that. She wants me more like this. She's trying to change him. It's not this enough. It's too much of that. Right. Which is disrespectful, by the way, very mothering. Women don't understand that. Women like to 
have the things the way they want them. I get it. There's an instinct. There's a cave woman instinct in that. There's a whole other thing. I can explain it. I'm not going to do it here. But I, I, my point is, it's not shitty. It sounds shitty. It's not. It's kind of a instinct there because if it doesn't feel right, then they don't feel right. They don't feel right. Then nothing good comes out. And they're uncomfortable. And blah, 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 right? so yeah. they're, all, they're always trying to correct and autocorrect on both ways in order to feel good. So if he does this and she doesn't like it, she can't, why do you, right? And she starts picking at him. That's also not, that's part of not getting him, right? But if she, like, men have said to me, like, you know, I make the plan, I make the date. She she wants me to make a plan, she makes a date, she wants to be more romantic, right? And I make an effort and I do all this, right? And I go, so it's a fun evening. Yeah, but I didn't feel like Italian food. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Why?" You know, this this comes up a lot. Ladies, listening, please pay attention, right? Like, you, like if you want men to stick around, and I'm just saying, if you don't <laughs> listen to nothing I said, but if if you're interested in building something with a man, the guys will say stuff like, "How come I can't get?" So that's the delete of the whole effort, right? Like, like. It wasn't perfect, so it gets it all gets deleted. You know, I didn't feel like Italian, you know, or you know, it was too late. And, and I didn't yeah. like that or whatever. And what happened is it kind of deletes the effort and the guys will say, How come how come I can't get like eighty percent for that? I get yeah. zero because it was one thing wrong or the timing was wrong or the like how come I can't get like eighty? Like way to go, babe, and maybe next time we yeah. could go somewhere else or you could run it by me or go earlier, right? But it's always right. like they they feel squashed. Like squash, yeah. and and what happens with this is if I can't make you happy, there's always something wrong. I can never do it, get it right. Guess what? I ain't putting no ring on it. I ain't yeah, coming well, into that. It's impossible. I, right? I see anxiety and abandonment coming in too, right? Like you're not going to feel secure. Well, like you won't be able to win ever with her. Yeah. So yeah. why again? If you consider that we ultimately want peace and harmony, and actually. She's supposed to be a source of inspiration, inspiration and joy and uplifting, right? When a woman's yeah. happy, when a woman's happy, got life is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is why we want to keep him comfortable and happy because when she's happy, I'm happy. When sure. she's good, I'm good, right? Yeah. She feels sexy. She's just sexy, right? So yeah. it's how she feels uplifts me when it's on a positive, on the good side. That's why men will kill themselves at work to keep women comfortable. Mm. And the idea of paying for her to be comfortable and making sure she doesn't work too hard so she's rested and comfortable and she has the energy to be nurturing and to be present and other right? That's right. the yin yang again. It's nature. Right. So why do men kill themselves to keep women comfortable? Because when women are happy, I'm yeah. so good. I am so yeah. good. And when she's stressed out and anxious, I want to get away from her. Yeah. So do not yeah, when and by the way, men will be in relationships and in marriages for years. And this is when men leave. This is the exact words that men use to leave the relationship, their marriages. I obviously can't make you happy. I'm not Mr. Perfect, so I'm going to release you to the universe, to the world, whatever, to find to. So you find you, Mr. You, Mr. Perfect, because it's obviously not me. Yeah. Now they're completely defeated. I can't make her happy. It's a kiss of death. I'd rather just cut her out because it's torturing me because all I want is for her to be happy because when she's happy she uplifts me she inspires me yeah. she she makes me be bigger and bigger. so ta-da yeah. five yeah. things that men need to commit 
I love that. I mean, that's that's money. That's because like I'm saying, oh, yeah, I've been there. Oh, yeah, done that. Oh, yeah, got yep. a T-shirt. But yeah, you do yeah. both sides. You do both sides. Yeah. So what yeah, makes love- women happy? I guess I got I, I to be fair credit. So what's the other? Oh, side? beautiful. So instinctively, women need to feel safe. OK. Now, we don't understand that because we don't have. We don't have that on our radar, on our, on our physiology, right? We're bigger and stronger. And we take that for granted, right? When was the last time that you ran to your car in the dark? Yeah, I mean, I never ran to my car. Yeah, I never. Mean, right? Maybe when I just got out of Friday the thirteenth and things were in my head, but that was it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like we don't. Yeah, have a, totally. We don't have a sense, not even an iota of context of being physically unsafe. We right. don't. We're not afraid of esca- escalators, or I mean, elevators and parking lots, and mm. you know, skinny hallways. We're not afraid of all that shit. Right. We're not afraid of a van on the side of the road if I have to walk by with it. Right? Like, so they're they're never without it. They're very conscious that they're smaller and weaker and they could be taken over really easily physically. Mm-hmm. We don't have a clue of this. So women have to be safe with us in order for anything to good to happen with men and women. They have to feel safe physically, which is, you know, this is why we put our arms around them their hands walk on the on the traffic side of the road right they need to feel safe physically that is bigger and stronger so if somebody breaks into the house he's not going to push her in front of him some some losers do this put their wives in front of them <laughs> just <laughs> use her as a shield yeah that, right. is that safe right. is that no. safe right like so no. who's the stronger anyway right. so she needs to feel safe physically she needs to feel safe emotionally which means that she knows that you care and cherish and love her. Now that comes in an array of a variety of ways that she needs to, that, that shows up for her, right. To be attentive, mm-hmm. right. To be, to talk to her, to connect with her, like all these things for women, the safety and connection, that's when they get to that grooving happy place. So yeah. this is also why they talk so much, by the way, because this is connection by talking is to them a connection that soothes them. Okay. Right? The more as long as they're talking, they're they feel connected, ah, they're good. Yeah. We don't talk like they do. And yeah, we often give them true. the one word answer so they think that we don't care for them because if woman to woman, if a woman gives them the one word answer, something's wrong. She's mad at yeah. her. Right. So like often they think we're mad at them but we refuse but well, it's interesting. So communication, I mean conversation, connection to conversation and feeling safe is primary for women to be good. So we have to bring that to them, for them to let go and be vulnerable with us and let us, you know, let us be men with them. So right. um, physical safety, emotional safety, like I said, that, that one goes into layers and layers. It's fun to learn. It's not that hard. It's within not that hard. But we have, having a concept of that, we constantly screw it up. Okay. And they can't believe that we're not aware of that because they're, so aware of that they're so part of their at each breath they take right so so we often will freak them out and scare them without even knowing yeah because it's not on radar but to them it's like so obvious what a jerk yeah all right we should know the mind reader stuff you said before you know like you you another kind of mind reader you know we're not mind. i can't even read the starbucks menu i can't read anybody's mind come on yeah but it's interesting women because of the intuition often could have a sense of who we are quickly and have a it can expect and 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 preempt our actions of what we need, mm-hmm. right? 
because they're paying so attention to how we function. And so if we don't do that back to them, you're a douche. You don't care. <laughs> True you story. don't care. Right? True story. You, you know, how many times did I hear he's known me long enough? He shouldn't know blank, yeah. blank, blank. I'm like, honey, get over that. That's a girl thing. Man, don't do that. Right. Let right. that go. But anyway, so 100%. Physical, physical safety, emotional safety. The third one is financial safety. That's huge. Right? A woman needs to feel financially secure. They worry about money in a way that you can't imagine. There's always, their brain always goes, what if, what if, what if, what if? Yeah, yeah, sure, but what if? Well, yeah. we need a new car. Yeah, yeah, but what if if something happens and we don't have the money to, <laughs> right? Like, there's, there's an anxiety about money that women have that men don't have. Okay. So, you know, the the enough button on financial is often difficult for women. Okay. And and so and it's also it's interesting because for women who are entrepreneur, that's typically the safety valve that they're looking for to to fill up the other ones that are missing. Does that make sense? Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, entrepreneur women who tend to be masculine are emotionally unsafe. Physically, it's relative because our culture is relatively safe. But women that are emotionally unsafe, not connected, have no relationship with men will jump into hyper gear with financial safety because they have to provide for themselves, sure. provide for themselves, provide themselves. They're alone in the world, so they have to be their own man, but it makes them codependent on the other side, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. If these Absolutely. four, because there's four layers of safety for women, if one is missing, they become twisted. Okay. And they they, be, they become hyperly focused on the one and actually keeps the others from happening or they become codependent in the other. It's crazy stuff. It's so... Human condition, I love it. So financial safety, some women get stuck on that one, the ones we call gold diggers, right? They right. they are actually they cannot get emotional safety from men, so they only see men as a wallet. That's a broken feminine, right? It is fascinating. So there's all right. these layers. So ultimately, you need all four to be balanced, and women actually can let go and be vulnerable and get in, 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 in groove with us as long as they do the five things <laughs> that may allow me to commit to her. Right? Which we talked so the, about. Yeah. We talked about. So yeah, which is good. The, and the fourth thing that women need is is um spiritual safety. Okay. A sense of bigger than her that women have natural, by the way. It's interesting. In our culture, we kind of get rid of this. So a lot of women are struggling with their spirituality. And it's funny because a true ma- a true feminine woman, you know, like I meditate every day. That's how I get body centered so I can be present for my clients, right? Like I have to be clear all the time to be doing my job. So mm-hmm. I meditate to get present. I meditate to get clear. I meditate to open up the channels because I download stuff from up there. I, you know, whatever. So I know this. I understand that's what I have to do for me to be good at my job. But some women who the natural feminine is always connected to spirit. And women right. will say to me, like, that's so funny, you guys. You poor guys have to meditate, you know, because I'm always there. I'm always connected to God, the spirit, the universe, the, whatever you call it, right? Like like a source. The true feminine is always connected. And there's a kind of safety in that, that she's always protected. She's always safe, right? She's guarded, right? Some people call them guardian age, whatever. There's a safety yeah. in that. And there's a yeah. knowing that they actually get, they actually they actually get connected to things that I'll give you an example. I had a client who 
was pregnant and the baby came like three months early. There was a bad thing that happened and whatever. So the baby's in an incubator this big, right? Way, 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 at least three months or so, like premature. And so it's all plugged in and stuff and everybody's freaking out and she's not. The mother's not freaking out. And the doctor says to her, and this is her telling me this directly, the doctor came to her and says, you know, don't make any plans with this baby. Just don't make any plans with this baby. It's bad, right? And she said, the moment he said it, you know, her, her first instinct was, nope, baby's going to be fine. And she's like, never panicked, never freaked out. Her mother was more freaked out. Her family was more freaked out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This poor little, what if she doesn't make it? Whatever. And she's like, no one can tell me this baby was going to make it. Right. I looked at the doctor. I'm like, she'll be fine. And it's like, no, don't make it. She was, she'll be fine. She had a connection. She Like, you know what I mean? Like, this spiritual yeah. safety. You know what yeah. I mean? And sure. women who are feminine actually have that access to. And then often we need women to be spiritually connected to bring us into our own spirituality because we're such beasts sometimes we're stuck in our heads on the ground yeah, right sure. we're fighters we're warriors we're animals and we lose connection we typically don't have it naturally we're too busy fighting on the ground right a woman feminine who's safe with us in all the layers i talked about has access right. to knowledge and guidance that often can help us so right yeah. Nutshell. That's the conversation you asked. Yeah. Hey, no, of course I asked. It's good stuff. Like people, like if people, people are gonna take away from that. That's what I take away from that. I mean, I wrote I half of them so. down to be honest with you, bro. So that's I know. Good. I saw you do it. Good man. Yeah, good, man. man. Like heck yeah. I'm like I'm not. I'm not like like I'm catching up with my buddy, which is a good thing. But I'm also <laughs> learning from him too. There ain't nothing yeah, wrong with cool. that. It's cool. Well, so where can people find you, bro? Okay, and also I have a gift for you, listeners, if you want. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. So people could find me the best place. You go to my website, projectequinox.net. Equinox is the perfect balance between day and light. Get it? I thought it was clever. Yeah, men, yeah, women, yeah. Right? Yeah, Proj- like project net N-E-T. Um, and it's like, you know, my it's all connected to my TikTok, my YouTube, and the shorts, and the article, the blogs, and blah, everything. You can spend the yeah. day on there. You can spend the day on there playing with me. There's also a lot of podcasts, a lot of podcast things, because my... My big mission, my God mission, I have a God mission. I used to resent it. It's interesting because I rejected all things God because of my parents and my childhood and the craziness, the cultish way they attacked all this. And I just like, this is crap. I'm going to do this. Get away from me with this. And through this work, it brought me back. That's cool. It's pretty. That's pretty cool. For me, yeah, it's incredibly humbling too because for me to even be able to say god <laughs> out loud it's yeah. it's very very new like the past like few years because I, I completely rejected all that but That's nothing awesome. about my life isn't godly and <laughs> yeah. like nothing about my life is really truly my creation but anyway cool. so my cool. and that so my business is great i'm busy i'm in los angeles right like yeah. everybody's struggling with relationship for the culture but the big calling, right? The big calling is it's my job along with other disruptors, right, to really change the cultural belief that's out there. That men are toxic and dangerous and you can't trust them, that a woman is happy making money as long as she protect like all of that is kind of destroyed that equality thing that sounds good on paper went too far. Equal rights, equal pay of 
course, right? But the right. idea of equal being, this is when the wheels came off. And now in, in the time where everything should be, like we have access to everything, we have all the choices, anybody can do whatever the hell they want. There's hardly any judgment from culture anymore, right? There's no more shame in pregnancy out of wedlock. No one cares. Right. You can do whatever you want. So people should be happier. They're not. This is actually the worst time in history. Just you understand the statistic on this, right? There's women are more unhappy now in the past fifteen to eighteen years than they've ever wow. been in, in recorded history. Wow. Worse than the grandmothers who were oppressed and stuck in the patriarchy. Why? Wow. You know what I mean? This doesn't work, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. talking about going back to the 50s. That's not at all what I'm saying, right? People accuse me of that sometimes. Women will say, oh, should we just like dumb it down for you guys and wiggle our asses <laughs> like Marilyn Monroe? I'm like, you know, that's, that's freaking rude, first of all. Like, that's okay. freaking disrespectful. That is not at all what I'm saying, right? right? So right. don't try to take me apart because you don't like the idea of men being men, women being women, right. and actually coming back in a dance that works. So that's what I'm talking about. There's a modern way to do relationships that work when we come together with the tools and the, the, the asset that we each bring, you know, right. when I bring to my wife's life, it's different than what she brings to my life, but that's a complimentary, the yin yang again, you know, yeah. our genetics, our, our, you know, right. coming together, right? Like there's this nature in that. So right. if you line up with nature more than this madness that's out there, that makes no sense, you know, with a modern twist is a modern way to do this because these are modern times. You too could have the worship that you want and and both sides to, for men to, to be, hold themselves accountable to provide, protect, cherish, and give to women, to be proud of that and to be proud of taking care of their kids, to be proud of being good providers, to build the kingdom, put their arms around all of it and go, this is mine. Yeah. I did this. A huge amount of pride in that for men and for women to be cherished and protected, right? Again, to feel safe in the world. This is how you bring the radiance of femininity of women. When women feel safe, they radiate. They become yeah. available. They open up. They smile. They warm up the space. They change the energy around them. Right. This is why men protect women because that is euphoric for us. That's like the natural energies of masculine and feminine. What right. are we fighting this for? What is, so anyway, the big calling is to recalibrate the culture that way me with okay. a bunch of people like you like just this podcast spreads the word mm. i'm hoping to give bring hope to people that are listening people who are giving up but don't understand this because the culture is not helping any right. of this is actually making this worse anyway so that's the big goal so thank you for allowing me to speak here and spread that around you're helping my mission but my gifts for you listeners because i do a lot of podcasting for that reason spread the word spread the word spread the word sure. right who else wants to get on the wagon with me come on Spread the word. Get it. Well. Right. Right. <laughs> so, right. I I noticed that doing a lot of podcasts, there seems to be two types of listeners. This is what I know. It's two types, two types of listeners. So the people who listen, who are just curious, they want some information. They, they want information. They want information, you know. So this is my offer. This is my gift for you listeners. If you're a person who wants information, right, you could do coach you can email me directly i'll give you my direct email i'm bold like that so if you go if you email at andre coaching the number one at gmail right email me directly and in a subject box just write irresistible book if you want information this is for ladies by the way and i'll send you a free copy of my workbooks 30 pages it's called the five feminine qualities high 
value men find absolutely irresistible. Nice. This bro. is men talking to me. This is what men say they find irresistible of women. 30 pages, I sell on my uh, I sell it on my website. If anybody sends me an email with irresistible irresistible book, I will send it to you for free. Good man. So, That's awesome. Hopefully, I think so. And it's, a, it's awesome. really good. It's yeah. really good. It's really good. Yeah, too. thanks, bro. That's yeah. awesome. So that's one. Now, if if other type of listeners, people want information and some people want to take action or to step in a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like now I, I, they, they, they heard me and they go, hmm, 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 wait, wait, wait. So maybe, you know, like they want more stuff. So same thing. If you go to Andre Coaching One at Gmail, and in the subject box, you say, talk now. What I'll do is I'll set up a Zoom call, a one-on-one with that person. It takes a little courage for some people. They get they get all nervous. Oh, my God, I get to talk to you. I mean, this is who I am. This is the guy that you saw right now. This is who I am all the time. There's no tension. There's no pressure. It's more fun and informative than anything else. But, you know, you're gonna, we're, we're going to talk about your life. What's not working, where you're stuck, where you're stuck with men, with women, the same freaking thing, right? And if you want a different future... Let's have a conversation because I could peel the onion really quickly. I'm really good at this. Most of us are damaged in childhood, right? So how many people come at me with, what's wrong with me? You know, I have, and they keep attracting. It never works out. I'm like, well, let's go dig in a little bit. And in 15 minutes, I swear to God, I'm like, in 15 minutes, we'll figure out where the wheels came off. Typically for all of us, in the formative years, between 5 and 11 years old is when Something in our lives happen. It happens to everybody. Nobody gets out of childhood unscathed. But we'll make decisions about people, about life, about the world, about ourselves. Right? Women are crazy. Men are dangerous. You can't trust anyone. Whatever it is. Yeah. Right? This is like, it happens when we're little. And, and we make this decision that actually kind of get imprinted on our subconscious. And it becomes like part of the hard drive. This is what we end up seeing the world through. Like, these are like, like we see the world through the, the the lenses of what we believe, and then we go on a lifetime creating that. Yeah, so the sure. idea, like when you people find themselves stuck in the loop, same same ending, same you know whether it's financially or relationships or right, like when you find your li- life in the loop and you you start believing there's something wrong with you, because it always goes to hell. Anyway, fifteen minutes we could find out where the wheels came off, and then you you really that in that yeah. one call you realize that there's nothing wrong with you. This is what happened. This is sure. why you're like this. It's not your fault. Anxious, avoidant, right? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yin yang, yeah. like uh, freaked out, uh, attract attracting drama all the time. Like, you know, um, being miserable all the time is also yeah. an addiction from right. So yeah. nothing wrong That's with true. you. This is like, and they go, oh. So now we the thing, and the good news is when you know what happened, we cannot do it. Yeah. <laughs> so then we talk yeah, about exactly what what's the dream, and then I'll tell you what I do and what you want to jump in if you want to jump in. I have different different brackets of investment if you want to jump in and whatever. But that yeah. call alone for some people just change them completely. Like they it's liberating to know there's nothing wrong with you. Yes. You know, it's your crazy freaking parents that got you. That <laughs> yes. This is 100%. The shit of your past. This is running you over. Hundred percent. Keep repeating what you know. So, yeah. two presents, irresistible book. You're the man, bro. I love it. Thank you. Thank I love you. it, dude. You're just getting the word out as much as you can, which is a huge thing, man. I mean, That's like I said, thing. the mission is the mission is supposed to be Oprah big. So Oprah big, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah. okay. So I got to keep talking. So people. Yeah. So that was. Uh, 
who was it? That was Kobe Bryant's thing. I forget who asked him. He said, do you want to be Oprah or do you want to be O? You know, O is the <laughs> all encompassing, you know, network and everything. And Oprah's yeah. the person. So you're on your way to yeah, O, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, and you you're, you're surviving with that Mamba mentality. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being along for the ride of Swipe, the Swipe Wrong podcast. Remember everyday people telling everyday stories of the Swipe Right world. Uh, the show is uh, produced by Jay Pelham. He is the host of Pelham Place. Uh, so make sure to check that out. Also, I am uh, Chaos, the host of Chaotic Commentary. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, tell a friend about the pod. Uh, and uh, if you have uh, something that you want to share, please, please, we want to hear from everybody and get everybody's stories as much as we possibly can. Uh, email us at swipewrongpod at gmail.com. Uh, give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know if it's okay to call you back. 317-426-6616. Thanks for being along for the ride. And next week, uh, the saga continues.